Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Art of Paid Traffic Podcast. This is Rick Mulready, and this is episode number 154. And I am really, really excited to bring you today's episode. Really appreciate you for giving me your time today. Hope all is going well with you in your world. Uh, I'm going to be joined by Sam Payne, and he is a CrossFit gym owner over in the UK. And for the past several years, he's been testing and trying to make Facebook ads work for him to grow his CrossFit gym business. Well, over the past year and a half or so, he's finally cracked the code for getting new customers into the gym. Ready for this? To the tune of about 6,000% ROI. Not too shabby. While only spending, he spends about 5 pounds per day on his Facebook ads. And what I love about the story here, uh, you know, a little bit of self-promotion for the podcast. Well, Sam has been a listener for a long time. And what I love about Sam's story is he not only listens to the podcast here, but he actually implements what he learns. And he's going to talk about the results over his past couple of years here from testing to finally making things work for his Facebook ads. So today we're going to dive into uh, his strategies, exactly what he's doing to grow his gym so effectively and cost efficiently. We're going to talk about what offers are working the best for him, how he changed his marketing strategy to finally see results from his Facebook ads. We dive into how he researches his targeting. I was so glad to talk about how he does this with targeting. And it's like, all right, people are actually doing this and it's working and, and, you're, and people are implementing what we talk about here on the show. So we talk about how he researches his targeting and sets up his targeting for his ads and a whole lot more. Now, before we jump into it with Sam, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who messaged me over on Facebook with their feedback and ideas for the podcast here 
over the last few weeks. The response has been amazing. and I've had such a great time talking with all of you over on Messenger. Now, a winner of a 30-minute strategy call, as promised, with me was chosen. And I did message them back there on Facebook to let them know that they won. Uh, super, super excited about doing that strategy session. So stay tuned because you're going to hear that strategy call right here on the podcast coming up here very soon. Now, one piece of feedback that several people gave me was that they really like these sorts of contests here on the podcast. And, and with that, and because the response was so great, and I love hearing your feedback for the, um, so for the foreseeable future here, I'm going to continue uh, this little contest here. So all you have to do is give me your feedback on the podcast here. Uh, specifically, I'd like to hear what you'd like to see more of. Topics, guests, style of the show, frequency, length, any ideas that you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear them. So you can share those ideas and feedback with me over on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can message me there on Facebook and I set up a really simple link. It's rickmulready.com forward slash messenger. So when you go to rickmulready.com forward slash messenger, that will pop your Facebook messenger there and allow you to message me uh, right there. And when you message me with your ideas and feedback, I'm going to, again, each month, pick one person at random at the end of the month to win a 30-minute strategy call with me. And as I mentioned before, we can talk about Facebook ads, growing your business, online marketing strategy, Whatever it is that you'd like to talk about, we can do during that 30-minute strategy call. Again, I set up an easy link, which will allow you to message me on Facebook, which is rickmulready.com forward slash messenger. We're going to do this for the foreseeable future. We're going to see how this goes here. But I've had such a really good time um, you know, connecting with all of you and hearing your feedback and chatting with you there on Messenger that uh, uh, I want to continue to do this and we'll see how this goes. Thank you so much in advance for, um, for messaging me with your ideas and feedback. We're looking forward to chatting with you over there on Messenger. So all right, without further ado, let's go hang out with Sam Payne. Actually, the the sales and learning how to to sell and market that gym and, and the memberships for that gym that really got me excited. So that's when I sort of just fully immersed myself in this whole marketing, um, the, the art of influence persuasion, and and how to really utilize Facebook to to get me the results I want and get people in uh, for memberships. And tripped up a lot, um, done it terribly wrong for the first like three years. And then uh, like nearly three years ago, it started to all sort of click in place a bit more. And that's when we've been testing these strategies mm-hmm. we're going to go through today, um, which th- these strategies today, it's kind of the result of, say, I'd say a good five years of testing <laughs> to see what's really going to work well for our gym and, and local gyms. Because we, we've tested it with other local gyms and actually it works really well for them too. So yeah, but that's kind of a, a real rough outline of my story. Um, but I kind of went from wanting to own a gym to loving the, the selling of the gym and the marketing of the gym effectively. So you said you've been testing it for five years now. Is this something that you, is it, was it self-taught? Did you, how did you kind of get into Facebook ads about five years ago when I love how you put like, you know, I'm a gym owner, but I love the marketing and, and, and sales aspect of it. So how did you get into that part? Well, it, I was very, cause I always thought I was just getting in the business of running a gym and I very quickly found out I was just, I was in the business of people and yeah, even the selling and, and getting building those relationships with people face to face in the gym, learning how to do that effectively was something that fascinated me. And I was already using Facebook anyway, because it was, it was really, it was the only social platform I knew about. And I dove into the ads platform and it, a lot of it was self-taught. And then, um, I would say like three years ago, I'd done a, uh, a training program 
And then from there, that's when I started to really learn how to properly strategize and, and utilize Facebook for all its strengths and um, mm-hmm. not tripping up like in the power editor and using all the wrong objectives and, and things like that. So what, what do you think you did? Were doing? you said that, you know, it took you, you, you've been testing for five years now and it's just for the past couple of years, things have started to click for you. What, what sort of mistakes were you doing when you first started out? So a lot of it was just taking a normal post and just promoting it to anyone and anyone that would look at it and listen. And, um, I quickly discovered that I wasn't hitting the right people. I was wasting a lot of money. Um, so the targeting was way off. The messaging was really wrong. I, I couldn't get the right message for the right person. It was purely down to ignorance, I think. I just didn't really understand like the basic marketing principles of like direct response marketing. It was I wasn't doing enough research to find out what the market really wanted. I was trying to sell something that no one was really familiar with because I was. I, I think I fell into that trap of thinking, well, I love this. I know what this is. So everyone else must know what this is. And um I think just learning that side of things really took a long time for me. It wasn't actually learning how to use Facebook per se. It was more the art behind selling that Mm -hmm. gym on Facebook or selling memberships on Facebook that really took some time. So, I mean, I kind of just, a lot of it was self-taught, but I just absorbed myself in that world of influence, persuasion, um, sales, and, and just tested and adjusted loads of different strategies as I went through. So you were, so you were doing content, you were, you were having posts or about, you know, whatever piece of helpful content you were boosting it, I'm assuming. And you're like, well, I just want more people to see this, but that wasn't directly, you know, that wasn't transferring into sales. Is that, am I understanding that right? Yeah. And I won't even go as far as that, Rick, to be honest with you. It was more, um, <laughs> okay. it was more me going, look how great my gym is. You've got to come and join my gym. It was more me just saying, come join, come join, come join. And at the start, is I mean, it's embarrassing, really. I wasn't even offering any value. There's no real content strategy there or anything. It was more just me screaming to the rooftops about how great it was. And then, shock, horror, no one was listening. And I was surprised by that. So, yeah. So, okay. So, what was the transition? Like, what was the sort of, what was the tipping point from going from that? And actually, before we hit that, like, just I'm curious how much money you were spending during this time to sort of learn that things weren't working. And during this testing phase, like, were you spending a lot of money or were you just like, hey, you know, I'm testing th- some things out over the, over, a, you know, over a two year time period here. Um, and it really wasn't that much money. What did that look like? So initially it wasn't a lot of money. It was kind of five pound on this post, a few pound on this post. And then I thought that because I weren't investing enough, that's why I wasn't getting the response I wanted. So then it turned into 10 pound, 15, 20 pound a post. Then before I knew it, every month I was spending maybe, 250 to 350 pound a month um and maybe getting one sign up i mean it's pretty mm. poor it was really okay. poor um and i've done that for quite a long time i said i've done that for a few months just like i say ignorance is bliss you just think you're doing the right thing throwing money at it and then it got to the point where i thought no i've got to stop and actually learn how to do this probably now so okay yeah. so that, okay so now so you're, you're spending a pretty decent amount of money every month uh <laughs> not working for you but you are realizing it which is the you know the most important thing the awareness is most important and so what was the transition so what what um what sort of happened to help you turn that corner to like oh things are starting to work now i'm starting to see some traction here funny it actually started when i was having a conversation with one of my members and they just joined off the ad and I when I was speaking to them I said well like I'm having trouble with this like can I buy a cup of coffee and we sat down and they said well the, the problem is I was familiar with 
like the style of training you were trying to promote because they were already doing like interval training, high intensity circuit training, which mm-hmm. in a nutshell, that's what CrossFit is. But they said, so I kind of heard about CrossFit, but I wasn't really sure what it was, but I knew it had something to do with high intensity training. So I thought I'd give it a go. And in my head, a connection, I thought, right, a connection was made there. And I've missed that because I've not been relating it to what they know. I've been just trying to scream to the rooftops about what I know. And that was a huge shift for me. So ever since then, I've changed the, the marketing approach from trying to relate it to what they know and, and, and then bringing that back to where I am and, and building that connection in the middle somewhere. And that was like the, the turning point for me, that one conversation. So I love that. It, this is one of those very simple things that not enough entrepreneurs and business owners do is, I mean, have a conversation with your clients with, you know, with mm. however they, however that may be. If, if you are able to sit down for coffee with them, awesome. If you are, you know, if you, if this is all virtual, have a Skype conversation with them, jump on zoom, whatever, jump on the phone, whatever it might be. You know, these types of conversations are invaluable. I remember when I first had my, uh, when I first did this for me, this was, I remember this distinctly, this was in the fall of uh, 2015. So about a year and a half after, um, not quite a year, yeah, a little over a year, a little over, a little over, a year, yeah, almost a year and a half before I even did this. I had a conver- I had like four or five conversations on Skype with quote unquote my ideal customers. And I get off that and they were like 10 or 15 minute conversations. And I remember getting off there and I'm like, man, what, why did it take me so long to do this? Like this was <laughs> yeah. so massive. It was like the, you know, the, the feedback that they gave, the language that they're using. I mean, everybody always wants to know, like, how do I write copy for Facebook ads? Talk to your customers. Mm. They will give you that language to use. And if you don't have customers yet, Find out where your ideal customers are hanging out, whether it's a Facebook group or a conference or, or whatever. You know, this is about doing your due diligence and making the effort to learn more about either your, 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 your actual customers or your potential customers. Mm. So once you had that conversation with them, what did you... So you said that you started to speak directly to, um, you know, maybe shift it from like screaming it from the rooftops, as you said, about what you know about it and, and, and putting yourself more in your, your target customer's shoes. So how did you shift that? Did, was it from a language perspective? Was it, uh, was it your, the ad that you were like an image or a video? Was it the offer? What was that? So, uh, well, initially the first thing I've done, I, I put a survey out straight away to my client base because I thought, well, if I've got that from one person, I mean, I can't afford to buy everyone a coffee. So I just, I put a survey <laughs> out. So I thought I put a survey out and I'll see what, um, what they had to say on it. And funny enough, as you know, when you put your surveys out, you start to see trends in the responses. Sure. And a lot of the trends um, were directly correlated to what was discussed when I had that coffee with the other client. So after I'd done that survey, I mean, between sitting down with that client, doing the survey, gathering data, I didn't run another ad for about, eight or nine weeks, I believe it was. It was just over a couple of months because I thought, well, I weren't making money with them anyway, so it's not going to hurt not to run them for a couple of months while I do this research and get this data. So that was the first thing we'd done. And then it was taking all that, all, all, the, all the research we'd done, taking all those responses and then taking out the common trends and then inserting those into our copy. So I mean, I've got some stuff we can go through with the surveys if you want. Um, I've got some of the responses here. But that's basically the premise of how it went from making nothing to starting to see something 
Okay. And so did your offer change at all? So it sounds to me like you were primarily shifting how you were speaking to your target customers. Now, you said before some of the things that weren't working for you as well were like the targeting and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of like, I, I, I'm getting that you shifted your ad copy for sure and how you were speaking to your ideal target customers here. Did you shift targeting? Did you try a new offer? What, what did that look like as far as what, as, as you were testing new things and, um, and shifting things? Like, what did that look like? So initially, I went straight in. After done that research, I went straight in with new offers in the ad. Okay. I was trying to do that, come straight to the gym, join up, come for an intro course type offer and it just wasn't converting very well because I mean by that point there was quite a lot of that in everyone's news feeds so I shifted strategies instantly and I went to content I thought well what these people need is is something that's going to educate them show them how I transitioned from doing the style of training they are doing now into how I started doing CrossFit and if I can can make that connection bring those two worlds together with my own personal experience that can go a long way in in building a, a qualified audience so to speak mm-hmm. so the first strategy was initially put out content bang a pixel on that post and then start recognizing who it is i'm talking to got it so okay so you were doing the like the standard offer like come in you know try a free class or something mm-hmm. like that and that wasn't that wasn't really performing well for you was the what was the targeting like because obviously we're talking about a local business here mm. so you're targeting geographically but were you then layering in other things you know like an interest in you know working out crossfit whatever what did the targeting look like yeah i mean so I've, I've, there's quite a lot of it so i've got it here the targeting so when i got advice on this i've got a lot of blanket advice from people just saying well if you just draw a circle three mile radius around your gym and just target everyone but with the amount of data that Facebook's got, even within sort of real close communities, there's still a lot of data there you can use to be more specific with your targeting. And another thing that confused me about the targeting is even with a local business, like in America, I know guys that have got a CrossFit gym within the next two or three blocks from them. Sometimes they're yeah. on the next block. But they're targeting within like 10 to 15 kilometers outside of their box or their gym. Yep. Because they've got an offer and they're positioning that offer so much better than everyone else within that radius. So people are driving past four or five gyms to go to them yep. because they've spoke to them in a language that they can relate to. So they don't care what the other gyms are offering. And that was a big lesson for me. So I cast my net out about 15 miles and I looked at stuff um, like other training programs that people are following that relate to CrossFit. So for example, um, I looked at first the commercial gyms, the big commercial gyms in my area and the classes they run. So you've got Les Mills, boxer size, circuit training, high-intensity circuit training, kettlebell training. When I delved into their audiences, I also found, um, and I've done it across three or four of my competitors, I found a massive overlap between things like silkfred.com, Emily Sky, Voyage Prouvé. I don't even know what that is, but these people were in these places and there there was patterns emerging within the audiences of the people I wanted. So okay. I want to stop you right there because I think this is really, really important. Something that not a lot of people do. Just like, what were you doing exactly? So you were looking at audiences from, you know, people who are fans of the other gyms in the area. And so, okay, cool. Then what, then what were you doing from there? Okay, cool. So firstly, if we want to go from the top, I, I picked out the, the main styles of training, which people are following, which had, which had the biggest followings on Facebook in my area. Okay. So I looked at um, Les Mills. And what is your area again, by the way? 
So I'm just outside London. So I'm okay. literally 25 miles out from London and I, I, my, from 15 miles radius from outside of my gym, which sort of hits the outskirts of London and then with sort of North Kent where we're at. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I looked at things like Les Mills was one interest I looked at, uh, the body coach, David Lloyd, um, and then CrossFit itself. And then what I've done is within, when I researched each of those individually, because I mean, as you tell your, your guys, um, in the podcast, if you look at your audience insights tool, you can look at these individually. Mm-hmm. And when I broke down the likes, I discovered that um, you've got all the, the 30 to 100 likes, whatever they've got there now. But sort of the top sort of 10 to 15, 20 uh, interests, I looked at those, listed them across the board, and then saw if there were patterns emerging across all of them. And as I'd done that and broke down those sort of four main interests, and I looked at all the different interests that come underneath them, mm-hmm. I did start to notice those, those patterns where everyone was there. For example, across all four of them, everyone liked Les Mills, everyone liked Hit Mum, everyone liked The Running Bug, everyone liked Sweaty Betty. So I knew for a fact, if I target these people, there's a very strong chance they're going to be there. Got it. So you were putting these interests, these other gyms, the other types of training that people were, were like with the biggest followings in your area, area mm-hmm. you were putting those into audience insights and looking for similarities between them. Within the, within the likes. I love absolutely. it. I love it. Yeah, so you started adding those into your targeting. Yeah. And like we, we just broke those out into individual ad sets, tested them yep. individually. So the initial testing, um, we're at a point now where we've only spent like five to 10 pound a day and we're getting crazy results. But that's because our initial testing was maybe up to a hundred pound a day initially just to get mm-hmm. enough data from, from all these interests so I could start deciphering, okay, this isn't converting, this is get rid of that, keep this, for example. Got it. But in, in, and so what, when you were breaking those interests out, you were still driving to the content, right? You weren't driving yeah. to an offer. So you're driving to a content, to content, then retarget. So you, the, uh, the article is pixeled. So you have an audience of those people. So you're going, you're turning around and retargeting those people. Are you retargeting those people with an offer? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, cool. What is, what's some of the offers that have done well for you? So the offers that have done well is basically 85% off our intro course. So our intro course is normally um, £70 for three sessions. We've 85% off and then we put a bit of scarcity, only sort of 15 places left, 12 places left. And we just update mm-hmm. that, as that as that ticks off. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's important to recognize with the content, and there'll be a link to this in the, in the giveaway we, we discussed before. But sure. the, the blog post itself, I wasn't advertising CrossFit. I think this is really important because this is where I was going wrong. The title of the post was, it was the hardest nine minutes of my life, but yet it was the hardest workout I've ever done or something. And the whole blog post was a story about how I was introduced to CrossFit. But I didn't call it CrossFit until I was like three quarters of the way down the post. Mm-hmm. Because what I wanted to do was pre-qualify the people I was talking to and understand that they, they got what I was talking about. Because I wasn't in the business of selling high-intensity training to these people. I wanted to find people that already had the awareness level where they, they were solution-aware. They knew they wanted to do this style of training. They just weren't aware that I could provide that. So that is very important to get around the psychology behind how we, we positioned that offer because we gave away a very good um, 100 workout giveaway at the end of that post. But I didn't even advertise the giveaway. That was just something that was at the end of the post where I'd collect email leads. And it was way more effective, interestingly enough, than just sending people direct to the 100 workout giveaway as an offer. Mm-hmm. Way more so, effective. So you were not only sending people to the article, 
you were in the article, you had the offer for this, for this giveaway, and then you were also retargeting them with this 85% off offer. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So one of the things that, so how did you position that article? Because the thing that came into my mind is granted, this is a targeted audience, but no one knows who you are at this point. So why, like, why would they care about your story? And, and don't take that the wrong way. I'm just no, no, like, wh- how, what was the hook there for people to actually click on your ad and go read your story here? Cause it sounds like your experience through working out, then you, you know, then you introduce CrossFit as the solution in the mm-hmm. article, which I think is really smart. And then obviously you have the offer there, but what was the hook to get people interested in your story? So the hook itself, I'll just get the ad up. I've got the ad in front of me. It's, it'd be a little bit easier for me to... Um, yeah, and guys, we're going to have the, the, yeah. the, uh, some examples here for you. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end where you can go check out examples of the ads and stuff that, uh, that Sam ran. So the ad itself, I mean, the last sort of call to action on there was uh, like click learn more to discover the one workout that's changed the way I trained for the best part of the decade. So yeah. I, I've, I've put it in there that this this nine minute workout drastically changed my whole approach to working out for the last 10 years. And I cool. changed, I, I played around with that. And when I put that in there, that seemed to be quite a punchy line and people resonated with that for some reason they clicked on it. And that was after testing maybe four or five different headlines and, and sub headlines in there. So maybe that had something to do with it. Um, in the copy itself, I mean, it's, it's not long the copy. It just goes into the opening line is if you've ever done circuit training class of any description, you know how tough things can get. So all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, this is for people that love pushing themselves in circuit training classes. That one line, as soon as I put that in at the top of the um, ad, I seem to get way more clicks. Interesting. Yeah. It was just through testing, Rick, to be honest with you. I'd love to tell you exactly what it was. Um, I'm not, it just resonated with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think the amazing lesson here is that you were testing this and not giving up on it. I mean, you could have easily given up in the first couple of years. I'm like, you know what? This isn't working. I'm spending two or 300 pounds a month and stuff is just not converting. But now, um, you know, let's talk about some numbers here. You're only spending, you said about five pounds a day right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me get those. Oh, so I've got spreadsheets everywhere. I'm just going to get the exact figures up for you. So I've got it for you. Yeah. So in that first month, when we, when we really hit the sweet spot, we were spending five pounds a day. Um, we collected 104 email leads and we per signed day? up. No, 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 over the month. That won't oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, okay. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so you spent about 150, 150 pounds over the month mm-hmm. and you collected, you said about 130? Uh, 104 email leads. It wasn't quite numbers. 104, okay. Yeah, it's about, 100, it's about £1.39 a lead in the end it yeah, turned out. Really good. Um, from those, we got 22 people in on an intro course. And we made £245 off the front end offer. So we, we covered our ad spend by £100. Right. And, and then a 22% start- conversion on the people who opted into who actually purchased the, the 85% off deal. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so we had 104 leads and 22 yep. people opted in for an intro course. Got it. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool. And um, you said and you made your, all your money back right on the front end. Plus £100. Yeah. Plus 100 Okay. So we made a hundred pound on our leads. And then out of those 22 people that signed up for the intro course, 10 members signed up on 12 month contracts at 72 pound a month. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you have those numbers down? Like what an average, what the average customer value is to you depending on how long they stay and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I mean, over the last 12 months, our retention rate, our gym is 96%. So wow. we can, yeah, we pretty much can guarantee that revenue coming in um, based off our last 12 months performance. Yeah. It works out for every person, for those 22 people that come in on the intro course, those intro course leads, we made £406 per lead over the 12 month course of, of every member we signed up off the back of which, which you were paying a dollar thirty nine to to get in. Yeah. It, I mean we could afford to spend four hundred dollars right. to get someone in and it was costing us fourteen dollars to sign someone up for a twelve month membership. Right. For a fourteen right. pound. So yeah. it it worked. I mean it, we really hit the sweet spot with it. We really did. Uh, I love it. Has your, so has anything shifted now? Like what are you doing right, right now? Because that was a little while ago, right? That, or, mm. or was that fairly recently? That was about 12 weeks ago. Oh, um, okay. We ran that. That's what I mean. It all led up to this one sort of campaign that really hit it, really hit it well with us. Mm-hmm. The month following, um, we made, done very similar on the front end offer. We, we got 23 people in on the intro course, um, 260 pounds in front end revenue off a 200 pound ad spend. Uh, and we signed up eight members resulting in 580 pound monthly recurring revenue. So in the, in those first eight weeks, we've secured 16 grand in revenue off <laughs> a 538 pound ad spend. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Yeah, so it's, it's going well. And this is all continuing this strategy of ad to content to offer at the, at the end of that. And then also retargeting those people who don't take you up on the offer, but are going to, uh, the article. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, two follow-up questions on that. Are you, are you just doing the traffic objective just to drive traffic over there? So the objectives are different for, um, for different, different things, obviously. So for the, mm-hmm. for the, content i'm actually driving traffic for conversions i want them to become a lead. oh really yeah i've done it for um, reach uh-huh. i've done it for clicks i've yep. done it for conversions conversions gave the best results interesting okay Very, yeah, have you completely. tested out have you tested out the new optimization for landing page views no i haven't Okay. You might not have it yet. Facebook's still rolling it out. So I would, I mean, maybe something to test out. I know that you're always up for testing new things. And I mean, if you're getting good results, might be worth testing it out. Uh, You can do traffic with the optimization for landing page views. Um, My other, what was my other question? I totally blanked on my other question. Um, Therefore, well, what's sort of, what's next for you? Like, I mean, how do you take this to the next level? And, And are you still continuing to have those conversations with your customers, you know, to, to, I mean, not, you know, granted not bringing them out for coffee every time, but you know, are you still having those conversations to find out, you know, more about, you know, what was it about the Facebook ad that convert, you know, that, that really appealed to them learning more about them. Are you still Mm -hmm. having those conversations? We are. Yeah. So we, I, I, we, every sort of six months we, we survey our clients anyway, we always survey them to make sure we're doing our job well to understand why they love what they're doing, what they could want more from it and everything else. With the new guys that are coming in, after about four weeks, I always get in touch with them. And the guys that are coming off this last um, batch, sort of the last sort of 12 weeks, one thing that really, really stood out to me was the fact they were all very surprised and pleasantly surprised about how we wasn't throwing offers in their face. We were just offering value. So we, mm-hmm. they, they enjoyed the story. They engaged with the story and they said, I mean, you're familiar with Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. He talks about his yep. epiphany bridge. 
and they it was almost like that for them they got it it was that moment where there's like well, I understand this now I think I'm gonna like this and then when we followed up with that hundred workout giveaway which was like a hundred videos with the descriptions and everything else that was real value for them and they were like no one's really done that like no one really gives us that much because it was almost like try before you buy for them mm-hmm. and then to follow up with an irresistible offer, £10.50 or whatever it is for an intro course, they just said there's too much to not give it a go. Too much value there not to give it a go. Yeah. So I, I, I always believe in over-delivering over in the front end, you know. I, I, I love it. Describe for me, I, I guess I didn't, exp- I didn't understand fully what the offer is at the end of the article. So which leads into the 85% off. What was the offer at the end of the article? So the, it's, it's about three quarters of the way down. Um, I start talking about how after doing that workout, mm-hmm. I, I got immersed in this world, set up my own gym, become a PT, and how I've programmed over sort of 10,000 workouts over this period of time. And then now what I want to do for you is give you the top 100 workouts I've programmed across body weight, kettlebell, barbell mm-hmm. movements, etc. And then I say, and, and I'm going to do this in what I call the 100 workout hit program. And I didn't really know what to call it, so I was kind of just on the fly. We've done that put a few screenshots in of what they can expect with the videos, um, an exercise library, screenshots of more videos, a mobilized library. So it took me about a week to put that together. There's a lot of content yeah. there. And I showed them like the mobile screenshots, so how handy it is for them to come in the gym, put a price on it of 150 quid and just said, I want to give it to you for free um, for a limited time only. Go across, sign up. So I, I, this, is, this is one of those things where it, I, it, I love that you tested this. I love that it's working for you. And in my mind, this is counterintuitive to what would be a good opening, quote unquote, offer, you know, mm. a good lead magnet, because you're giving them a hundred workouts. Like mm. that, like that is just for me, that's like super overwhelming. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, like if you gave me like five or three, I might be like, all right, cool. Like, this is good. I can handle, like, I can do this, you know, where it's, it's almost like there's, there's too much variety. Thus, I mean, for me, someone like me, that's like, that's overwhelming, but mm. I love that you went with that. I mean, and, and you, you, you said you, it took you about a week to put this together mm-hmm. and, uh, you've got screenshots and videos and all this other stuff. Like, I mean, that's awesome. Like kudos to you, man, for, for testing this out. Like, having such a, a massive piece of value up front here. Um, and then, so from, so from the people who opt in to, to that, you said 22% of those people who opt in for the, for the hundred workouts here actually take you up on that 85% offer. Correct. Yeah. I, I think it's around 20%. It's 22 out of 104 in the first month. Yeah. Roughly. Uh, it's averaged about 20%. So yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's really, really good. Really good. What's interesting is we did test a higher price point on the intro offer. So we bumped okay. it up to 50% off at £35. Yep. For two weeks, we got no sales. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Not a single sale. Interesting. Put it back down to £10.50. Within three hours, we had four people sign up for the intro calls. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so- um, I mean, I think the, the, the biggest lesson for everybody listening here really is about not only are you testing, but you're tracking your numbers really closely. You know, you're saying you got spreadsheets here, you, you know, your numbers. And, mm. and we talk about that. I talk about that ad nauseum here in the show. You've got to know your numbers about what you're doing. Otherwise you're just flying blind. And so you knew that right away when you drop the offer down to 50% off, 
you know, you had no sales within this time period. And then all of a sudden, boom, you bump it back up to 85%. You got four sales in a matter of a couple hours. So, um, you know, really good lesson for everybody. Just, you've got to know your numbers, be tracking these numbers. You don't have to do anything extravagant. You can just put up a, you know, Google doc spreadsheet and be tracking these, uh, be tracking these numbers. Um, Last question here for you, Sam, sort of what's next? Like, what are you, now that you've seen the success and you've kind of figured out what's working for you guys, what's, mm. how are you looking to, or are you looking to scale? Like, are, are, are you pretty comfortable where you guys are at? I mean, the nature of CrossFit gyms is we, we can only take on a certain amount of member, members yeah. per month because we yep. coaches per member ratios and stuff like that. We just can't facilitate like 30, 40 people in one hit. So we aim to get between sort of 15 and 20 members a month. Um, we're getting around 10 to 15 a month, but actually we're, we're over our cap. We're managing it well. So we're in a position where we're opening up the second premises soon. Um, and I'm about to roll out a, a whole new testing thing on the launch of that gym where I'm going to try and fill the gym up before we've even opened. Nice. So that, that's, that's my next big test. Um, and I've got a few things in the pipeline, which are, are very closely related to what I'm doing here. Very similar strategies. And I'm going to see if it works with actually pre-signups as well now. So, so you're opening new gyms and you want to test the strategy that's worked for you with this gym mm. uh, to see if it works for this for these other for these other new locations. And you'd love to do it, fill the gym up before you even open it up. That's the plan. Um, that's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sam, this has been amazing. I want. I know that you put together uh, like a case study page that shows the ads and stuff like that. That uh, that you've been running. Where can people go to check that out? And where can people connect with you online? Yeah, awesome. So if you go to socialmagnet.org forward slash gym dash case dash study. Um, if we've seen the show notes here, just yeah, I'll, I'll, be sure, I'll be sure to link that up for the show notes for everybody. Yep, for sure. For um, so sure. That's, that's where the case study is. We've got a video. Um, we've broke down all the figures, the, the strategy, the ads, the copy. So if, if anyone wants to check that out, that's there. And then uh, to connect, we're on Facebook. You can hit me up on just Sam Payne. Um, you've got Social Magnet Limited on Facebook and socialmagnet.org as well, the contact page there. Um, people can catch me on there. Okay. Awesome, man. I'll be sure to link up all those links in the show notes for, uh, for the episode here today. Uh, Sam, again, thank you so much. Really, really proud of you, man, for, for the, the success that you've had um, and, uh, and really sticking with it over the past several years and not giving up on this stuff, having the right mindset around it. And um, you know, it's paid off for you. And, mm. uh, and I love it, man. Congrats. Thanks again for coming on. Cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Well, I mean, before we go, Rick, I mean, yeah. listening to you and listening to all the advice you give. I mean, I'm taking a lot of strategies you're putting out and testing and implementing them. And a lot of them have gone into this with my own tests on top awesome. as well. But the, awesome. the, the, the foundation of it, a lot of it has come from the stuff you're putting out as well. So I appreciate it's that. Act, yeah, it's just acting on what you're putting out, mate. So it's, it's, been, well, it's been very good. Y- you're, the, you're my ideal listener. You listen and you go take action <laughs> on it and you implement stuff and test things out to find out, uh, to, you know, to, I say it at the end of every episode, you know, test, keep testing to find out what works and what doesn't and keep doing more of what's working. So uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, but I, I really think that the real value in this is what I just said. If you're listening, you're taking action, you're implementing it and just testing things out. And, you know, hey, it's, it could take some time like, like we've seen with you, mm. um, but you stuck with it and now you're getting results from it. So mm. awesome, man. Thanks again, buddy. Yeah. No, thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Really hope you enjoyed this one with Sam today. If you are liking the podcast here and you found some value in it, 
Please share it with your friends and colleagues. The more people that we can be helping with this content, definitely the better. Also, don't forget, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast here. And if you'd like to win a free 30-minute strategy call with me, I'm going to be choosing a winner from those of you guys who message me over on Facebook with your feedback on the podcast, what you'd like to see more of, guests, topics, style of the show, whatever it is that you'd like to hear uh, on the podcast here, please share it over on Messenger, rickmulready.com forward slash Messenger. That will pop your Facebook Messenger and you can message me right there. Again, it's rickmulready.com forward slash Messenger. I'm going to be picking a winner at the end of each month here and then we'll do a strategy call and that you'll hear that strategy call right here on the podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Got lots more great value coming your way in the next episode. So until then, my friends, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money i see these over and over and over again and i put them together in a mini email series this is not fluff each of the seven mistakes i also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes this is good solid and it will save you money or help you make more money with your facebook ads Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.